his muscles as he gracefully wove his way among the graves, touching nothing but the headstones. He paused by each one, his body going completely still as he ran his fingers over the carvings. Suddenly, he stiffened, and I felt my body try to do the same, but already every muscle I had was wound tight and taut. I braced myself for him to turn around, to show me his face. His hand clenched into a white-knuckled fist by his side, and slowly, he began to turn toward me. My thoughts were drowned out between my wild heartbeat and jagged breathing, time standing still while also running too fast in an unstoppable rush. Stephanie? My mother called from the back door. Are you all right? I blinked hard again, my brain ricocheting from the whiplash of the broken moment back to the insistent present. And he was gone. So were my blood-red dahlias. Fine, Mom. I forced myself to reply as fast and cheerfully as I could, just looking at the woods and the flowers that were no longer there. It was the first day of my senior year of high school, and as I got out of Mom's used Prius, I reminded myself not to expect too much. It was pretty much a guarantee that my senior year wouldn't be the magical bonding experience that most teenagers had. After all, there was a long list of reasons that I was part of the snub club, Socially awkward, extreme environmentalist, overbearing, overprotective mother. Check. No known father. Check. Forced to wear overly modest, baggy clothing, eco-friendly cotton, of course, by said mother. Check. Not allowed to drive. Check. Not allowed to go to the mall. Check. Not allowed to sleep over. Check. Not allowed to listen to rock music or read books unless approved by mom. Check. Nutritional, whole-grain, high-fiber, tofu-laden, packed lunches amid the PB&J and pizza crowd. Check. Limited computer time and supervised internet access. Check. Intelligence. Check. Yeah. So as a result, I was going into my senior year of high school with no dates, no favorite top 40 songs, not even an R-rated movie under my belt. I only managed to eke out enough popular culture references by listening hard and observing harder. Have a good day, Stephanie, Mom chirped. Did you know thinking positive thoughts can actually change your brainwaves if you do it consistently? Think positive thoughts today. Thanks, have a good day at work, I replied not so chirpily, eyeing the unseasonably icy rain. My tights were nicely soaked by the time I got inside the 1960s monument to ugliness known as Darby Field High School, the embarrassing relative of the other, newer, higher-ranked high schools in the Berkshires, the red bricks of the long, two-story building were dark from the rain, and the badly sealed windows were steamed up. I went up the half-flight of stairs, from the gym to the main level, where I would see the same people I had seen every year since elementary school, though my view of them had always been from the bottom of the social totem pole. The main hallway was just a lovely regurgitation of taupe walls, faded orange lockers, and brown linoleum floors, Despite its hideousness, it was the most prestigious hallway in the school because it was home to the senior class. Freshmen and juniors had the hospital green hallway, one floor up, and sophomores were stuck in the blue basement corridor where all the science classes were held, and things forever smelled like formaldehyde. I couldn't help but feel a small thrill as I finally got to walk this hallway as a senior, despite knowing I'd never see a homecoming bonfire or a football game or dance at a prom, I fumbled in my backpack for the piece of paper that had my locker number and combination on it. After several frustrating tries, I finally got my locker open. 
I slung my wet jacket in there, pulled out my recycled canvas lunch bag, and shoved it on the top shelf. Hey. I looked over to my right to see Jeremy Sterling opening his locker. Jeremy had been my locker neighbor since junior high, as no one had ever managed to get between us in the alphabet. Since the age of eleven, the order had been Mary Sarles, Stephanie Starr, and Jeremy Sterling. Hey, I replied. There wasn't need for much else, for despite seven years of being locker neighbors, we'd never really gotten past the hey, see ya stage. I glanced to my left to see if freckled Mary Sarles was there yet. She was, but two lockers down from mine. I frowned slightly, surprised. Was it a mistake, or was there someone new? Well, whatever, I decided. There were still ten minutes before the first bell, and I wanted to see Helen Jenkins, my best friend in this hellhole. Squirming my way through the crowd of students was easy. The popular kids shifted instinctively.